go right into our message here. So turn to Genesis in chapter 2. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to continue a series I started a, a, quite a bit ago before I had Brother Harris start preaching. Uh, and that was to, to finish our uh, preaching on the family, or at least to continue our preaching on the family. Um, if you remember, and I know it's been a while, but we did, I think, about eight, maybe ten messages on the family. We did part of that was aimed at the guys on what the ladies need. So we talked about caring, openness, understanding, um, P-L-E, love and esteem. I forgot what the P was off the top of my head, but I I got that part down. And so now we're going to aim at the ladies for what the guys need. So, and this is, uh, it's called chairs, and this is, this is, Loosely inspired by uh, the book Love and Respect. We'll walk around it and add a little bit to it uh, as well. So Genesis chapter 2, begin reading in verse 7. Verse 7. We do have new uh, new lapel mic uh, on the way, although the one that we want is on back order for months, so I had to order an inferior one for a while. Uh, But we do have that on order. So Genesis 2, verse 7. And the Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food, the tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. And a river went out of Eden, to water the garden, and from thence it was parted and became into four heads. The name of the first is Pison, that is, it which compasseth the whole land of Havilah, where there is gold, and the gold of that land is good, and there is Bedellium and the onyx stone. And the name of the second river is Gihon, the same is it that compasseth the whole land of Ethiopia. And the name of the third river is Hidekel, or Hidekel, that is it which goeth toward the east of Assyria, and the fourth river is Euphrates. And the Lord God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord God commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou mayest freely eat, but of the tree of knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it. For in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. And the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I believe that's true. So, I will make him and help meet for him. We have to be careful. Sometimes we we use the word help meet, and that's a good term, but in Genesis, God made him a help meet for him. Not a help meet for him, and help meet for him. And out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every fowl of the air and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle and to the fowl of the air and to every beast of the field. But for Adam, there was not found and help meet for him. And the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept. And he took one of his ribs and closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib, which the Lord God had taken from man, made he a woman and brought her unto the man. 
And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh, and she shall be called woe man, I mean woman, because she was taken out of man. Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall cleave unto his wife, and they shall be one flesh. Father, we thank you very much for the day. Lord, we ask that you would bless uh, this uh, lesson we would ask tonight. We'll thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Amen. Thank you. You may be seated. So this, this series is going to be, remember, with, uh, uh, with the ladies, we used, again, the word couple, C-O-U-P-L-E, uh, because what a woman primarily wants in a relationship is love, okay, and that's her definition of love. And if some of you might remember when we talked about, <clears throat> when we talked about um, what a man, how a man spells love, does anybody remember? It's been a really long time. Does anybody remember how a man spells love? Because it's not L-O-V-E like a woman does. Oh, I, I heard a few things. No, no L's. No, no, that's sometimes close. No, a man spells love R-E-S-P-E-C-T. Respect. Respect. Now everybody wants to automatically run to the Tina, Tina Turner song. Uh, say, well, no, that's a woman thing. No, that song, a worldly song, was written by a man and sung by a man, and Tina Turner robbed it because of the feminist movement. The song was written by a man for his, for his wife, but, and that's irrelevant, but let's just talk. Let me, let me continue. Every man, we're going to use the word chairs, chairs, C-H-A-I-R-S, all right? Every man needs a chair in his house. Now, this is just loosely, and I'm, this is just... Uh, we're kind of using some practical lessons that are going to be based on some verses here. So, I, And I agree. I think every man ought to have a chair in the house. That's dad's chair. Uh, if you want to call it a throne, that's fine. Uh, a place where he is not necessarily the top of the heap. Okay, And it's not what... Most guys, unless they're power hungry, are not looking to be top of the heap. What they're doing is to be an equal among peers. Okay? An equal among peers. They just don't want to be put down. And I'm, I'm just telling you, this is, it's funny because the way guys treat each other uh, is often to mutually put everybody down so we're all in the same boat. I don't know if you've ever been with a group of guys who are just talking guy talk. Uh, they can be as crude and as rude. And if a woman was to walk in, she, I can't believe you guys are talking like this. And they're like, like what? This is how we talk to each other all the time. You know, and they, they like each other. But what it is is they're, they're constantly walking so that they can put, they, they're all on the same level of equality. Okay, does everybody understand that? Is everybody here? It's why, and I'm just, I'm using some illustrations here, but it's why even uh, good soldiers will sometimes very much hesitate to follow a man who has shown a constant disregard for his, for his soldier's life. Good soldiers will have a hesitance there, especially in battle. As a matter of fact, there's some stories about, well, we'll just keep on going with that, but anyways. So, I'm just going to back up. But how a man spells love is respect. Respect, okay? So, the first letter, letter C, okay, is for conquest. Now, I don't really like it. That's the word they have. I, I, I still couldn't come up with a better term. If I was to come up with a better term, I think I would use the term conquer. But when, ladies, when you hear the word conquest, it's not how you're thinking, okay? It's not like, you know, he needs to be, he needs to, you know, uh, 
you're, you're not a conquest. I mean, that, that's not, the, the idea is, is that man was designed to work, to achieve, to strive towards a goal, and that's what, how he was designed. Say, well, why do you say that? Well, I mean, I hate to put it bluntly, ladies, but Adam had a job before he had a wife. And I, and I don't mean that as a negative at all. And I know sometimes, and we'll get, talk about it a little bit, maybe even more as the time goes on, but ladies look at the man and they say, you're married to your job. I have to compete with this second wife. Well, there, there is some, there's some truth to that, but very rarely is a woman actually in competition with the wife. Very rarely. But a man, while a woman can find, a woman needs and, and finds uh, uh, her love and the connectivity, and she finds her being in the connectivity with a man. A man has a wife, and he is secure in his in her love for him and his love for her. But he finds his being in his occupation, in his job. This is almost completely true. Whether it be because uh, I know there are people in here in various stages. There are some people who are uh, new at a job. There's some well, yeah, there's well females, and there are some people here who have are in the middle of a job. There's some people who have risen to the top of the job that they're in. There's some people who are, they're saying, job, I don't want another one of those. I'm done with that. <laughs> but, but guys are still defined by their work, what they do, what they're, what they're trying to achieve. So I want you to look at this, that God, before he gave Adam a wife, he gave him a job. He gave him a purpose. And his purpose was, now I want you to, this is kind of interesting if you think about it, his purpose was to keep the garden. And the woman's purpose was to be a help to the man in his purpose. And now I know we live in the age of feminism and that is not very popular. I would also remind you that the Bible is not against women working or women holding sometimes even places of leadership. I mean, that's, there are evidences in Scripture of women holding a leadership position. There's evidence in Scripture of, I mean, even the Proverbs 31 woman was not a lazy lady. She wasn't, uh, for heaven's sakes, I remember reading a Newsweek article one time by a feminist who said that stay-at-home moms, all they did was sit at home and eat bonbons and drink hot chocolate. And I'm going, is she a nutcase? I'm not. <laughs> has she ever she obviously never has been a stay at home mom that's all I have to say but um, I, matter of fact it just shocked me that someone supposedly with an education like that would even say such a thing but um, the man is designed his, his being and a lot of his respect centers around his profession or his job or his let me say it this his perception of that job his perception of how he's doing so um, let me put it to you this way, ladies. You really need to recognize how important this is to him. So let me, let me put it, let me see if I can, I have a little uh, illustration here. A couple of illustrations to kind of put this in perspective. Um, if a man loses his job, okay, a man loses his job, uh, that's usually a pretty devastating thing for a guy. Now, I'm, now th- these are somewhat generalities, but it is usually a fairly devastating thing. Now, if, if two friends were to, you know, maybe, maybe two lady friends were to share a house and one of the ladies loses their job and the other lady could say, oh, it's all right, we've just still got each other. Well, you can say that to a man and that's just going to bounce right off. Because 
he is, doesn't have a problem with your love for him. That's never been a problem. He's secure in your love for him. He's secure in his love for you. But not having a job, your love for him does not fix that. If you understand that, you're feeling warm and wanting to spend extra time doesn't fix that. He can appreciate it. I'm not saying he doesn't appreciate it, but that's not where, that's not where his, that's not where his um, encouragement is going to come from. Encouragement is going to come from him finding another job. His encouragement is going to come from him with somebody telling him, or you saying, uh, we'll work through this, you'll find another job, you are a capable guy, somebody's going to want you. Encouraging things that would help him and encourage him that show respect. What you, what you might get if you say, it's okay, if, I mean, if you use these words, it's okay, that doesn't matter. You might follow that up with saying, we have each other, but he stopped listening at, that doesn't matter. Because for him, it's a big deal. And what he heard is, I'm a loser and you just confirmed it. (laughs) And then he's going to withdraw from me and he's going to go plop on the couch. Which, by the way, is not the right response from a guy either. Okay, But still, it's the automatic response. He's going to go out into the shop or plop on the couch and grab out the TV remote, something. Okay, Most guys are, well... Most guys are not overly concerned about the relationship unless that's already a problem, okay? If it wasn't, that sh- hopefully that's already not, a, not an issue. He needs to have a job. He needs to feel like he's responsible for somebody or that something trust, someone trusts him with responsibility. Now, kind of in addition to this, a side note is if a man is not happy at his work, and this can be in several different things, like let's say... Uh, He's being asked to do something at work that he disagrees with and he's having a hard time with it or uh, work is loading him up with jobs and offering very little compensation that shows their respect for his ability to do those jobs or there is no respect from the bosses above just to recognize that he's doing a job and he's not looking to be named employee of the month every month. That's, that's, most guys aren't looking for that. Matter of fact, I'm not sure. I think most guys would rather that just disappear and let me just do my job. You know, what, they, what they just want to see is that I'm doing my job and I'm doing okay. okay? Uh, they're not looking for somebody to come by and say, oh, you're doing such a good job, but just a respect as an equal. Again, a respect as an equal amongst peers. So, um, if he's not happy at work. So let me use one more illustration to, I'm hope, hoping ladies to help you see how a guy looks at how important a job, how important his, and I say a job, it's more than just a job. It's, it's having a purpose. So, I mean, I know I'm looking around here. There's several guys in the room who don't necessarily, you're not, I mean, you're retired. So there's no job per se, but there are still things that you're wanting to accomplish. I, for heaven's sakes, I think, Oliver, I don't know how long he was retired, but Oliver was never retired. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and most guys are the same way. There's still things in their mind they're wanting to accomplish. There's a, a purpose that they're trying to fulfill. Whether or not, so I'll just tell you, whether or not that drive is equal across all men is irrelevant. That that's really is irrelevant. Some, some men just have more drive than others. That doesn't mean that they're, the, the, purpose, the purpose and the desire is not there to accomplish something. Okay, so... Uh, and ladies, forgive me because I can only imagine how this feels, but I've been told this might be helpful, so listen to me all the way through, so don't get too offended too quick, okay? Some of you can actually directly relate to this. Let's just say you have uh, 
a miscarriage, ladies, or some other loss that equals that kind of a loss, a miscarriage. And your husband comes and sits on the edge of your bed and says, it doesn't matter, we have each other. I want you to think about that a sec, because ladies, does it not matter that you had a miscarriage? Well, no, it matters a lot. There's an effect there. There's a pain that's associated, and your love for your husband is not necessarily connected with the miscarriage. The loss is still there. It's an important, it's a big loss. Well, when a guy loses his job or feels like his, he's not wanted at his job or something along that line, the importance, we're not, I'm not trying to compare a baby and a job, okay? That's, if, you're, if you're looking at that, don't do that. What I'm trying to show you is the importance, with, the importance that your man places on purpose, Having, having a, a focus, a job, okay? Adam was given a purpose. He had a purpose. He was, and it seemed like he was enjoying that purpose. He was doing well, staying within it. I mean, there's an argument to be made that perhaps Eve was the one who was not satisfied with what was there because she's the one that had to have a little bit more. Kind of an interesting thing, but anyways, uh, obviously he loved her enough to go along with her, but anyways, so... Don't start, I don't want you to think about the whole idea of, you know, again, the value, but think about this. It's, he feels like when a man loses his purpose or his job, uh, for instance, a severe injury where a man cannot do his job anymore, military men who are, who are full active military and then uh, their vehicle runs over an IED and instantly their involvement in the military and almost any other skilled profession is over. Uh, they've got to work through some of these same things. It's as if someone literally reached in and ripped out in one of their organs or one of the most important things of their life, and they're trying to relearn the world, okay? So Genesis 2.15, the Lord God took the man and put him into the Garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. God, God gave men purpose and jobs, and it is what we have to do. From the very beginning, I want you to think about this. From the very beginning, man is called to work in the field and to provide. From the very beginning, God had a man, and so let me, if you'll keep taking notes, here's the point. God gave man a purpose before he gave him a wife. He gave him a purpose. And men have to have a purpose. They have to have, whether that be a job or otherwise. So he was created, put it this way, God created Adam with the need to be involved in that purpose. He had, he had the skill for it. He had the understanding for it. He was will, willing to learn. He needs to work with his hands. I, even even uh, as being a preacher, um, I find a whole, a whole lot more rest and enjoyment with doing something with my hands. I have yet to find exactly what that is because gardening was fun and irritating. Golf is really fun and irritating. Fishing's relaxing. Better if you catch, but you know how that works. Uh, you know, I like digging, but digging after a while, you know, all that. So, I mean, there's, it's a good thing. A man has to, has to be, so think, what, what is involved with working purpose? Well, there's, you're project-minded. You have to be involved. You're looking for completion, okay? A guy wants to complete a job. That's why your man, if he goes hunting, comes home empty-handed. It takes him a few years to figure out that he can deal with that, okay? If, if he goes fishing and he, he can't catch, you know, it takes, I mean, you know, Dakota loves fishing, but if he's not catching, it's, uh, you know what I'm saying? 
Guys are designed to be project-minded. They need to accomplish things. So constantly being thwarted in the need to seek and accomplish makes him feel, I'm just telling you, it makes him feel less of a man. He does not feel like an equal among peers. Do you understand that statement when I say an equal among peers? In other words, he just needs to know I'm doing my part, I'm providing. One of the things I noticed in Dakota was that as soon as he got a job, he instantly, the desire in his heart, without me ever teaching him and telling him anything, was to contribute to the family food source. That's a natural thing many times across the board for men. I'm not saying 100% of all men think of this. But he has seen it, he's watched it, and so he said, you know what, uh, we gotta, we need, can we get a pizza tonight? Well, not tonight. <laughs> well, why not? Um, oh, I'll buy the pizza. <laughs> well, he wants to contribute, and that, that's a natural thing. By the way, he should let boys contribute in that way. It's a good thing for them to be able to be a part of that, okay? And again, not all contribute the same way. Some contribute in different ways. Some contribute with, with activities, maybe it's mowing the lawn, or maybe it's uh, who knows what it might be, but there's ways they try to contribute to the family, okay? So they're created in that way, generally speaking. These are generalities. You understand there's still a, there's still a, a spectrum. Not all men are made out of a rubber stamp. God's very creative. And so men are, have a spectrum. There are men who are more talented with, with uh, regularity and planning, and there are, more men, there are men who are more creative, Okay, and God designed it that way, just like there are females across that same spectrum. Okay, that's how God designed it. Okay, so they're created that way. So I can't, I'm kind of aiming at the ladies here. So, ladies, if you were to imply, and and I include even unknowingly, okay, even unknowingly, that your man's work or effort is not that important, he, he feels as if you just called him a loser. Okay, and even, even unknowingly, I'm not saying, because I don't think ladies just purposefully say, who cares about your work, you know, I mean, I, but I do think there are times when uh, husbands can treat wives this way and wives can treat husbands this way where we're involved and caught up in something else and something happens at work and the man actually says something about it and the woman is caught up with home things and that's nice, dear. And on she goes. Uh, he, that's, a, that's a respect hit for him. He feels as if, uh, you know, ka-chunk. <laughs> you know, you just cut him off at the knees. So it's important. So, and I'm, I'm, I think we've started this a little bit. And so some of you may have to reach way back for some of the memories. But when, uh, when women greet each other, I don't know. I think they, I don't know what ladies talk about. Uh, they talk about all sorts of stuff. But Guys, when you meet another man for the first time, what's one of the first questions out of your mouth? What do you do? So what do you do? I'm this, I'm that. And, and we expect it. It's the first thing out of our mouth. We want to find out, who is this guy? What, what does he do for a job? Because if I find out what he does for a job, I find equal footing. And we can look at each other and find some, we can find some equality amongst peers. I have a job, you have a job. Is everybody here? That's, that's how guys, guys think and work around what is it that a man does. If a man does not feel good about his work, he does not feel whole. I'll say that again. If a man does not feel good about his work, 
He does not feel whole. Now, let me just pause a sec and say that, guys, all of us have to go through a, a, a life arc in which that involvement is not up to us. There are sometimes we have to be involved way more than we wish to be. And then there are times when we are involved a whole lot less than we feel like we want to be. And then there's times when you'd like to be a lot more involved and frankly just can't. So I'm going to look at the guys and say, you need to find your wholeness in Christ. That's another, that's another message. We're not, it's not what we're talking about tonight. We need to find that wholeness in Christ. But I'm telling you, we're, what we're talking about is in the home, back and forth between man and woman, okay, the, a, a husband and wife living together, one of the ways that you can avoid those unnecessary arguments that were going to turn into be a real romantic evening and then somebody said the wrong thing and you both end up at the other end, each end of the house staring out a window, not talking for the rest of the night. Okay, is everybody here? One of the ways we can avoid that, and we already talked about, if you need to go back and listen to the CDs, I'm sure we've got them for, from when we talked about the, the talk to the guys, but now we're talking to the ladies. So uh, man, here, you have to recognize your man has to have a purpose. Now it's interesting that when God put Put that man in that job. He gave him all the stuff he needed to complete it. It was pretty cool. He put him in a garden. The garden was already there. He made sure that there was water for there for the garden and for himself. There was plenty to do. He told him what to do. I mean, it's just kind of an interesting thing that, that God said. And you know, it's still true that most guys, given, given a little bit of vision and a little bit of instruction, whether it's even, here's a shovel, I need that ditch dug. Okay, that's good. I got my shovel. I got dirt. I'm good to go. I mean, it's a purpose, and it's there. There's plenty of work on the planet, and your man is going to find job, jobs of all sorts, okay? So, now, it's, again, we're going to go back to this, and this is a hard thing, so I'm going to talk about something that, oh, is one of the most dreaded things for a guy to talk about in the pulpit, okay? But when man created woman, I mentioned this, she was to be and help meet for him, for him in his purpose, okay? Now, feminism today would say that women all have to have their own purpose, and I'm telling you, the Bible generally teaches that the woman's purpose is to help the man in his purpose. I'm just saying that's what the Bible says, okay? Now, the word help and help meet for him means and help that answers to him. <laughs> that's what the idea is, one who answers Kind of an interesting thing because that automatically sets a bit of a hierarchy. So Paul kind of reiterated that in 1 Corinthians chapter 11 when he says this, Neither was the man created for the woman, but the woman for the man. For this cause ought the woman to have power on her head because of the angels. A kind of an interesting thing that, again, it's repeated that the woman is created for the man. Now, does this negate a woman having a job outside the home? Absolutely not. Certainly, there can, there, there can be a, a situation where a woman can have a, man, have a job outside the home and also be a help that is meet for her husband. Now, I will add to this that God designed men to have a purpose, but the Bible also seems to indicate that women generally also have a biblical purpose. Titus chapter 2 verse 5 says, Talks about teaching the women to be discreet, chaste, keepers at home. Good, obedient to their own husband, that the word of God be not blasphemed. First Thessalonians 2.7, it says, as a, nurse, as a nurse 
uh, careth for her children. And the idea is, is, is a mother, okay, a nurse caring for her children. In other words, it's, it's a woman with the, with the attitude of a, of a nurse who is, who is tending to her children, to their wounds and to their hurts and to their, to the things that, that have, that they need, that, you know, the one who cares about them and is soft and tender. Now, generally speaking, can we imagine a man doing that? There's a reason we don't really fill the nursery with guys. The, the nursery supplies would, would stop being, you know, goldfish and toys and would be duct tape. Because <laughs> we can fix everything with duct tape. <laughs> Does everybody hear what I'm saying? Or we'd have to power wash all the walls or something afterwards. No, the, 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 the nurturing, caring one is literally, generally speaking, is designed, the woman is designed to do that. It's just hard to imagine a man doing that because from the beginning it seemed that God called a man to go into the field and work, okay, and for the woman to help the man and take care of home issues. So I'm going to make a statement here today. Now, it's kind of an interesting thought. I'm just going to make a statement. This isn't, this isn't, I think you all will know the truth or lack of it, okay? So this isn't a Bible statement. I just want you to listen. Today, women seem to want it all. They want the right to be able to have a career, but they also at the same time want the right to choose whether or not they can have a family. And they want both, and then they want a man to be able to want to adjust back and forth to what they want. While uh, according to uh, the great, um, the great uh, wise Tim Allen, if you've never heard of him, comedian, but he says guys have two choices in life, work or go to jail. And that's kind of true. And you may not like the way I stated that out loud, but that is the way things seem to be, that women seem to want, they want the authority and power and respect of the man, but they also want to be the mom, and they still want the man just to be the man, uh, or to constantly offset. And, and listen, while I'm, I'm not disagreeing that there are maybe even times where, uh, because of health and sickness and various other things, that the woman may have to be the breadwinner, and the man, because of who knows what, may have to stay home. Uh, th- this is not like some you know rubber stamp thing that we're just going to go, ah, everybody's got to do this or they're going to hell. You know, I'm just, Generally speaking, if you want to have a marriage that is working and a marriage that is successful and that gets along, the guy needs to go to work, and the man needs to take care of, or the woman needs to take care of home things. Again, this does not negate her from having a job or doing work, okay? And any, any mom who would ever fill out a resume, like all the rest of us fill out resumes, could probably get hired at any Fortune 500 company anywhere. So, so women can be called to places of leadership, Judges chapter 4. Women can work, Proverbs 31, and a few other places. But what is, to be the, what is to be the central theme of the man is to be the provider. The central theme of the woman is to be the person who is the keeper at home. A man is given work by God. If you want to help your man, recognize that he needs to conquer. He needs to feel that he is successful at what he's doing. And listen, say, well, he's not the top man on the planet. That's not successful, Successful means that he knows his job and he can complete his job. That's what successful is. Is everybody here? Uh, whether that means uh, digging a ditch or running a Fortune 500 company. But I'm telling you, men, those two men can meet and respect each other because they both know their job and are doing their job and they can find themselves equal amongst peers. Now I'm not saying there's not 
jerks for men who use that against other people, whatever it is. But I've, I've seen guys on the low end of the totem pole be just as bad of jerks towards the people who are wearing suits. So <laughs> guys can be both ways. But guys need to feel that they are accomplishing their job, they're doing what they're supposed to do, they're contributing to their work, and they need to, they need to know that, they're, that they have not lost anything because of that. So, ladies, if your man is withdrawing from you, if your man is withdrawing from you like you were open back and forth and all of a sudden, poof, things got real silent, it could be that he no longer feels respected and it could be that he's not feeling that respect because of this matter here, work. Work. Um, sometimes a man can come to the point where he just feels like all he is is that woman's bread and butter. So if you don't know what that means is, all you are is a source of income. <laughs> You're the wallet and I'm the spender. And I tell you, sometimes men, sometimes men can feel like, because of a lack of respect around this work issue, is that they're bringing home a check and that's all they are to the, to the wife. I'm not saying it's true, I'm just saying those are the kind of things that the devil can, can put in. I'm bringing home a check and that's all I am to you, is a check. And that is respect gathered around the purpose of the man. Now, there are some workaholics. There are workaholics, obviously. And those guys do have to adjust. They do need helpful. If you've got a good man with the right kind of, with the right kind of counseling and talking or even just talking to him yourself, those, a good man will learn to retreat from, retreat from being a workaholic and give the right amount at home also. But if you've got a man that everything's been going good and all of a sudden he's way more at work than he is at home and there's no good reason, it might be a good area to double check, make sure he's not getting disrespected or in the area of work at home. You, you, you know what? I, and it's funny because reading this book, my brain went back to, I can still see Dana's eyes and I don't remember what happened or what we did, but there was, there was something on her face that was complete admiration. I mean, it was in her eyes, it was on her face. And I mean, I, I remember that. And I'm telling you, I still, if there's anything that makes my heart sing, as seeing that, anything close to that look on her face again. And not saying I don't love her, like that's the only time I ever love her, but it's something that just makes me go like, <sighs> you know what most guys want? Most guys, if they could get the admiration of one woman, they're good to go for the rest of their life. The admiration of one woman. That thinks that he can accomplish all he wants to accomplish. Now, I'm going to beware, beware, because I'll just tell you, because we're human, here's what we think. Sometimes, because we're human, and I'm applying this to ladies, but, oh, we think that our man can accomplish something, but we want to direct what it is he accomplishes. Now, I'm not talking about honey-do list. That's a whole separate thing. I'm talking about in life. Well, I think you'd be good at this, and I think you'd be good at that. If he's already going this direction, and you're telling him some other direction, it's the same thing here. You're telling him that his ideas are no good, his lost respect, he's a loser. Because he might look at what you want him to do and say, I'm not gifted there. Okay? So, one woman that will hold him in deep admiration. Encourage him in his work. Encourage him when he's got a down day. Not, not, 
He knows you love him. And listen, ladies, I know this is a hard thing, but let me, let me, let me put it to you this way. Can you imagine, ladies, your guy, this is, this is what he says. Well, sure I love her. Oh, when did you tell her? I don't have to tell her. You hear me? I think we talked about that when we, pre- when we talked about the C-O-U-P-L-E. Lady, guys, you need to love and let your wife know you love her. And she needs to hear the words, I love you, with the actions. But the same way that, ladies, that you need to hear that is the same way that a guy would look at a, guy would look at a woman who says, well, sure, I respect him. Well, when have you told him? Well, why would I tell him I respect him? It's the same exact thing. How you would see I love you is how he sees I respect you. Now, that can show up in many different forms. You know, the word itself may be good, I respect you. But usually it's, ladies, you know how it is. A guy can tell you he loves you, but what you want to see is show me too. Let me see some action behind that. And respect also has that same thing. Be an encouragement. Amen. Learn to communicate. Work on not communicating disrespect and learn, and every man's a little different on that, depending on how they got raised, between, depending on the relationship with mom. There's all sorts of avenues and weirdness in there. But most of the time, they're secure in your love, but they just, they want to also feel respected. So C is for conquest. A man, a man wants to conquer. He wants to be an accomplisher. He wants to be seen as a... a uh, you know, an equal amongst his peers. And boy, if he just had one woman who hold him in deep admiration, he, it's amazing what a guy can do. So my question to you is, will you be Eve? Will you be that woman? Adam was given a job, and he was given a woman uh, that I believe, it's, they certainly lived a long time, whether or not that be true. But let me ask you this. A guy's looking for that one woman to hold him in deep admiration. Will you be that woman for your man? Will you be that woman? Amen. So that's our lesson for tonight. So we have some, you understand again, these are, uh, I'm not going to call this preaching per se, but it is, we are basing this on biblical principles and we're trying to take some biblical principles and help families in everyday life. So some of this would actually be, um, some of this would actually be, I didn't think about that. This would be marital counseling. <laughs> So Dana's going to get, or Dana, sorry. Uh, Dana's going to get some too, but <laughs> no, uh, Autumn's going to get it twice. So this is, this is some biblical concepts that are fleshed out into some actual practical help. So, um, and just so you know, I, ladies, I am, I am not against a woman having a job. I am against a woman having a career in neglect of her family. I don't think that that's biblical at all. As a matter of fact, I think that's anti-biblical. Uh, God gave the woman a family. And uh, sometimes a whole family has to do a job. I remember uh, when my dad, my dad started a business when I was a little kid, and mom was the secretary, and uh, Tim was the kid that hid under the desk and watched the little five-and-a-quarter-inch black-and-white TV screen while dad was having executive meetings on the, above the desk. <laughs> And then afterwards, we, were, we, got to be, we got to be family at the office and elsewhere as well. So, I mean, those, you understand those dynamics can shift and change and all those kind of things. But uh, women, your man, work is a big deal. Work is a big deal. Amen. Father, we thank you very much for the day. We'd ask, Lord, that you'd bless.